Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Peel for a beautiful smile. The life of Riley for laughs. Peel, T-E-E-L. Peel, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. P-E-E-L. The amazing liquid dentifrice brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's P-E-E-L Peel. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley in the life of Riley. Well, it seems that Chester A. Riley is a candidate for the presidency of his lodge, and the voting is soon to begin. But Riley is so confident of victory that instead of campaigning for votes, we find him in his easy chair reading Charles Dickens' thrilling novel of the French Revolution, A Tale of Two Cities. Instantly, Madame Defarge's knife was in her girdle. <laughs> the drum was beaten in the streets as if it and a drummer had flown together by magic. Junior, Junior, will you please stop that noise? What's the matter, Pop? Does my hammer and bother you? Yes. I like to read out loud and I can't hear myself. <laughs> First book I open in years, you've got to start hammering. Let's see, where was I? Now, give us the blood of Fulon, they screamed. Give us the head of Fulon. Give us the body and soul of Fulon. Tear Fulon to pieces and dig him into the ground. <laughs> Boy, this guy Fulon must have been an umpire. <laughs> the tumbrils begin to discharge their loads. The knife is ready. Crash! A head is held up. Riley, the... are you still reading that book? Yeah, Dumplin'. What a book. A tale of two cities. The hero is an Englishman by the name of Sidney Cartoon. <laughs> Carton, dear. Yeah. You see, this guy Sidney is crazy about a dame, Lucy Manette. Well, she's married to a French viscount. And when the mob wants to chop his head off, Sidney takes the rap for the French guy to make Lucy happy. Well, not everybody do that for a friend. No. And when they chop Sidney's head off, he says, he says, it is a far, far better thing I do than I have ever done. Of course, he says that before they chop his head off. <laughs> yes, it's uh, easier that way. Uh, gee, what a guy. I wish I had a character like Sidney had. Now, listen, don't you go losing your head. You just bought a new hat last week. <laughs> okay, Dumplin', I'll keep away from that Lucy Manette. Now, let's see, where was I? All right. Again, the heavy blade of the guillotine dropped. <laughs> Junior, I thought I told you to stop fooling with that junk. It ain't junk, Pop. It's a recording outfit. I picked it up secondhand, and I'm going to make it work. Oh, what's it for, dear? Well, you just attach it to our phonograph, talk into this microphone here, and your voice is recorded on this record. Oh, forget it, Junior. You'll never get that thing to work. Oh, sure I will, Pop. I'm all ready to test it now. Not till I finish this book. 
I only got four more pages to go, so come back in two hours. <laughs> okay, Pop. I'll go down the corner for a while. All right, sir. Riley, I thought you'd be out of the house, too, by now. Isn't your lodge election being held today? Yeah, we vote tonight down at the lodge room. Well, you don't seem very worried. Me? Worried? <laughs> Why, the boys in the BPLA are a cinch to elect me. Yes, sir, you are looking at the next president of the Brooklyn Patriots of Los Angeles. <laughs> I'll beat that guy pointy Kinsella easy. Well, I hope you do. He's such an unpleasant man. Yeah, he's a weasel, too. <laughs> you remember when Pointy accused me of stealing money from the lodge when I was treasurer? Boy, was I in a spot. Yeah. <laughs> you knew you didn't take the money. Yeah, but I never kept any books. I kept the figures in my mind. <laughs> Just that month, I happened to be mentally unbalanced. <laughs> yes, sir. That pointy Kinsella is full of sneaky tricks. A guy like that don't deserve to be born in Brooklyn. I don't get it, Pointy. Why are you going in to talk to Riley? You know he don't like you. Listen, Felix. Riley looks like a sure thing to beat me for president, don't he? <laughs> He's a lead pipe cinch. You ain't got a chance, Pointy. I got one chance. Riley might be popular, but you got to admit he's a lame brain. And that's giving him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> okay. So I got a little plan. I'm going to play on the big baboon sympathy, see? I'm going to tell Riley a cock and bull story. And if he falls for it, <laughs> I'm going to be the next president of the BPLA. Winter Green for president. Winter Green for president. Oh, that junior in his recording machine almost broke my neck on this wire. Good morning, Rainey. Pointy Kinsella, what brings you here? Ain't it a little too early for congratulations? <laughs> well, I guess I might as well congratulate you now as later. Oh, yeah? Is this another one of your political tricks, Pointy? Riley, I ain't here as a politician. I'm here as a human being. <laughs> well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Riley, I'm in trouble. I need a lawyer. A lawyer? What for? Well, uh, me and the missus, well, we're breaking up. Separating. Separating? No, you're kidding. You can't do it. What'll happen to your three little kids? Uh, me and the missus will split them up between us. <laughs> Don't be a dope. You can't split up three kids equally. Listen, you can't break up until you get a fourth kid. <laughs> no, my wife's made her mind up. You see, Bess is an ambitious type girl. She wants a husband she can be proud of. That cuts no ice, not according to the marriage vows. When she married you, she got stuck. That's her hard work. <laughs> Thanks for the kind words, chum. But like my wife says, what did I ever accomplish? In my younger days, I tried to get a job with a professional football team. They already got a water boy. <laughs> Four years ago, I tried to get a job as a bouncer in a bingo parlor. A 70-year-old lady beats me to it. <laughs> Last month, the boss where I wake kicks the bucket. All my co-workers, they make honorary pallbearers. Me, I'm only an alternate. Everything I try, I, I flop. And tonight, I'm going to lose the election to you. 
Well, you, you can't tell Pointy. You may win. Oh, don't kid me, pal. After all, you're the better man. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. It's true that I got more brains. <laughs> I've got more culture and I'm better looking. But, but there are other things. Yeah, and I'm afraid I got them. <laughs> it's no use, Riley. When I left home just now, my wife and my mother-in-law was already packing. They was... Oh. Oh, gee, that's awful, Pointy. Uh, I guess if you won the election, your wife would feel different, huh? Oh, sure. <laughs> It'd keep my home together. <laughs> gee, when I think of my poor little kids... <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah, it's going to be tough on those kids going through life with a mother-in-law for a father. <laughs> Stop trying, Pointy. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'd be surprised tonight. No, pal. Not even a sweet guy like you can make me win. Not when you're running yourself. <laughs> well, so long, Riley. Oh, uh, you won't say nothing to anybody about this. Oh, no, I won't. No, mumps is the word. Thanks, friend. And before I go, I just want to say the best of luck to you, Mr. President. Riley? Honey, who just went out? Uh, oh, 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 nobody, Dumplin'. I've got to go down to the lodge. i got some important campaigning to do. Oh, so you changed your mind. A minute ago, you were sure of winning. Yeah, I know, but this time I'm campaigning to lose. You're what? Oh, I can't talk about it, Peg. But just remember, whatever happens, Sidney Cartoon wasn't the only character with a character. It is a far, far the better thing I do than I ever done. <laughs> hey, Brother Lodge Brothers, look who's coming. Oh, yeah, it's Riley. Oh, hey. Uh, hello, Riley. How's our next president to be? Yeah. Hi, Riley, pal. What's the good word? Ah, uh, shut up, you dopes. <laughs> you see, fellas, what kind of an honest guy Riley is? He don't wait till after he's elected to call us by our true names. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say, Riley? How's about a game of checkers? No, thanks. I don't play with a guy who cheats. Who cheats? You do. Can you beat that? He's got an eye like an eagle. <laughs> Okay, here's the dime I win from you last night. Oh, I suppose now you ain't going to vote for me because I called you a cheater, huh? Sure I'm going to vote for you. We need a president that nobody can't put nothing over on. Oh, yeah. Certainly I'm going to vote for you. Riley, Riley, as your campaign manager, I'm warning you to be careful. You can lose the election that ah, day. Ah, shut up, Muley. Hey, Max. At your service, Mr. Next President. Max, there's a rumor that you just become a father. Yeah, that's right. Hey, hey look. Here's a picture of the baby. Oh, brother. That's what I call an ugly rumor. Guess <laughs> what it is, Riley. A, a boy or a girl, huh? Boy or a girl? I'm trying to make up my mind. Is it a baby? <laughs> what a sense of humor. Riley, you slave. No, I ain't kidding, Max. This is the homeliest baby I ever saw. Ain't it the truth? You know, guys, that's what we need for president. A guy who speaks his mind. Yeah. Max, you're the most abnormal father I ever saw. 
Why don't you stick up for your kid, even if it is gruesome? Because that picture is my brother-in-law's kid. I was just testing you. Now, look, here's a picture of my baby. Look, ain't it beautiful? Max, be smart. Trade with your brother-in-law. Ah, <laughs> oh, go on. I know you're kidding. You can't fool me. Oh, what's the use? I ain't got a chance of losing. Hey, fellas, look what's here in this paper. What an outrage. What is it, I? Well, look, these here sports writers had a poll, see? And they say on account of all the ball players coming out of the Army, the Giants will cut the pennant next season, and the Dodgers ain't got a chance. Too bad, but I guess maybe the Giants is the better team. What? What? What did you say, Riley? Hey, did you hear that, fellas? He said the Giants was a better team. No, no, I didn't mean it. It's for thousands. And he wants to be president, that traitor. Look at him. A regular Arnold Benedict. Well, wait, fellas. I I guess maybe Pointy Kinsella will be a very good president. Come to think about it. Uh, Come on, fellas. The air's cleaner outside. Come on. Let's get out of here. Whizzling. Right. Oh, Riley, if you don't go out there and apologize, you're going to lose the election. Yeah, I'd better go. No, Muley. I ain't apologizing. Have you gone nuts? You don't know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. And it's a far much further thing I've done than Sidney Cartoon ever did. <laughs> just brought you the first act of the life of Riley, and we'll return to Riley in just a moment. The time to start using teal is right now, before you discover certain ugly cavities at the gum line of your teeth. Now, before toothpastes and powders containing harsh abrasives grind, grind away, doing their damage slowly but surely. Damage you can easily avoid by using teal to clean your teeth. You see, if your teeth were all hard enamel, perhaps there'd be little danger. But out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. And when gums recede, much softer parts of the teeth are exposed, parts 25 times softer than tooth enamel. And it's those softer parts that are damaged by daily brushings with toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. Now, the chances are 8 in 10 that you are risking those ground-in cavities right now, unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. Now, remember, teal alone of all leading dentifrices contains no abrasives. Teal cleans teeth with an amazing patented ingredient without abrasives. Therefore, Teal protects teeth from ground-in gum line cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. The Teal way takes one extra minute a week to make teeth look their best safely. Just follow directions on the package. You'll enjoy the tangy flavor of Teal. It's foamy action. Ask for T-E-E-L, Teal, the liquid dentifrice. Now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Well, it looks as if Riley has completely ruined his chances of winning the presidency of his lodge by deliberately insulting the voters. Of course, Riley did all this because Pointy Kinsella, the crafty opponent, convinced Riley with a fake sob story that Pointy's wife would divorce him unless Pointy won the election. Right now, Muley Durkin, Riley's campaign manager, is trying to save the situation. Riley, I'm begging you. Go back and apologize before the voting begins. Let me alone, Muley. What's 
got into you, Riley? Why are you acting like this? It's an idea I got from Sydney Cartoon. Aha! Uh-huh. I knew somebody was at the bottom of all this. Where is this Sidney? I'll knock his head off. You're too late, Muley. His head is already off. <laughs> his head is off? Hey, what kind of people are you going around with, anyway? Muley, I think I'll sit here in the park for a while. I'd like to be alone. Okay. But I ain't through. I'm going to get to the bottom of this if it's the last thing I do. Oh, what a mess. But anyway, I saved Pointy's marriage from breaking up. And nothing's more important than the sanctity of the home. Is that you there, Riley? Huh? Uh, who's that? Here behind you. It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> Sit down, Digger. You look tired. Ah, yes. I've had a hard day. I filled up ten holes. Those gophers are ruining my lord. Oh, gophers. This is a big day for you, eh, Riley? Isn't your lodge electing a new president tonight? Yeah, tonight. I'd love to be a member of your lodge. But every time I apply, that Max blackballs me. Well, he saw it, what you did when you came to the open meeting. I didn't do anything wrong. He was boasting about his height, so I took out a tape measure and measured him. Well, you didn't have to ask him to lie down. I'd be a valuable member, Riley. You know, I was president of my fraternity at MIT. I didn't know you studied engineering. Not the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. This MIT is in Arizona. The Mortician's Institute of Tombstone. <laughs> See, here's my pin with our class motto. Accendentim qua non impresentia. What does that mean? Eventually, why not now? <laughs> ah, dear old MIT. Friendship and fraternity. Camaraderie and conviviality. I adore the Mortician's Institute. It's so gay. <laughs> the BPLA is gay, too. We... I guess now I'll have to resign. Resign? But you're about to be elected president. Well, you see, Digger... Oh, uh, promise you'll keep this quiet, Digger. I promise. As we say in my profession, mummy is the word. (laughs) Well, I'm throwing the election on purpose. Because Pointy Kinsella told me if he don't win, his wife will leave him. Ridiculous, right? Only this morning, Mrs. Kinsella told me she's hoping Pointy loses the election. She wants him to spend more time at home with her and the children. Uh, what? Oh, Riley, you've been tricked. Holy smoke. Oh, what a fool I was. Yes, he set a trap and you walked right into it. That's the first time a rat ever trapped a human being. Figures, <laughs> I gotta go. Make haste, Riley. Experience has taught me one thing. Never let the grass grow over your feet. (laughs) Hurry, Riley, hurry! Listen, this is the record Muley missing, huh? I ain't got a chance against you, Riley. Oh, gee, I'm sorry, Pointy. You mean, if you won the election, your wife wouldn't divorce you, huh? 
That's right. <laughs> My poor little kids. How I'll miss them. <laughs> Shut it off, Junior. This is it. This record proves why Riley is throwing the election. But how did you get that record, Junior? My recording machine, Mom. It must have been on while Pop was talking to Pointy. Uh, give me that record. I gotta find Riley. There ain't much time left. Hey, Beauty. Guess what? I've been framed. I've been double crossed. We so... know all about it. Stop worrying, Riley. Wait till I play you this record. I got no time for records. I gotta figure out a way to. Ah, please play my record. You'll love it. I'm losing an election and you wanna play records. But, Riley, it's the proof. I'll break it into a thousand pieces. Hey, wait, Riley. Don't throw it. There. Oh, it didn't break. Riley, the gods of Brooklyn are watching over you. <laughs> what? Come on. You're going to get elected, and this record's going to do it. <sighs> oh, we're on time, Riley. The voting ain't started yet. Yeah, come on. Now let's put the record on the phonograph. Uh, holy huh? smoke, I just remembered we ain't got no photograph here. Oh, oh my gosh. What are we going to do Look, now? I don't know. Look, Muley, the jukebox. Yeah, yeah. Stick the record in with the others and play yeah, it. Yeah, that's what... Now, let's see where I put it. Oh, here. There's a record missing. I'll stick ours there. Uh, there it's in. Look out, don't... Oh. Now, what did you close the little door for? It's locked. Well, what's the difference? What's difference? You just locked the jukebox. We ain't got the keys. Inside, there's 20 records. Each one has a number. If you don't know the number, you don't know which button to press to hear our records. Now, do you understand? What a revolting development this is. <laughs> oh, please, try to think. What was the number of the slot you put our records? Well, I... Uh, uh... Oh, wait, I, I, I'm pretty sure it had a one in it. Oh, what good does that do? Well, now we got it narrowed down. It's either 1, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, or 19. Oh, we're sunk. Come on, fellas, plan the vote. Oh, Muley, Muley, they're coming in. They're going to vote. What do we do? Play the jukebox and take your chances. Hey, hey, fellas, look who had the knife to show his miserable face around here. Riley the giant lover. Now, wait, fellas. It's all a mistake. Ah, you... don't listen to him. Let's start the voting. Get out the secret ballot, and we'll all vote for good old Pointy. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait a minute, fellas. I was a dope, and I can prove it. If you'll only listen to a certain record. What are you trying to hand us? Just listen. That's all I ask. Look, I'm putting a nickel in the jukebox. Ah, this will prove that I was framed. Now, listen. The first thing you hear is my voice. Saturday night is the loneliest night of the Now, wait, fellas, there's been a little mistake. Just one more record. One more? Riley, we already listened to 19 records. That Sinatra is coming out of our ears. But, it, but it's got to be the next record. There's only one left. Just lend me one more nickel. Not then, though, and you dipped us out of 19 nickels already. 
Come on, fellas. Let's go ahead and vote the pointy. Yeah. No. No, wait a minute. Oh, if I only had a nickel, I... Hey, what's all the excitement, boys? Pointy. Pointy, lend me a nickel. Lend you? Why, I'll give you one. You see, fellas, that's the kind of a president you're going to have. <laughs> a spender. Here you are, Brother Randy. Oh, thanks. Look, fellas, I'm putting it in. Now you'll hear. Randy, I'm in trouble. I need a lawyer. A lawyer? What for? Well, me and the missus is breaking up. Separating. No, you're kidding. Think you're three little kids. What'll happen to them? Hey, that's pointy. And Riley, too. Hey, don't listen. Come on, let's vote for me. Right down, Pointy. This sounds very interesting. Yeah, no, wait a minute, fellas. No, Thank you, fellas. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for electing me for president. And I'm going to work very hard. There's lots of problems facing me during my term. But every time I come up against a problem, I'm going to take the bull by the horns and wrestle with it. And you'll find that your new president is an expert at throwing the bull. <laughs> I thank you. Bring the Riley's back in half a minute. How you'll enjoy teal on your toothbrush instead of toothpaste or powder. But far more important than its famous tangy flavor is the way teal protects teeth. Protects teeth from gum-lined cavities ground in by the daily use of toothpaste or powders containing harsh abrasives. Teal cleans teeth without abrasives, avoids the risk of such cavities. So switch to T-E-E-L, teal, the safe, refreshing liquid dentifrice. elected you president, Riley. Did you get a big majority, dear? Yeah, Dumplin', 36 to 1. Imagine the nerve of that pointy Kinsella voting for himself. <laughs> you see, Pop, my recording machine paid off. Yes, Riley. For all we know, Junior may be a great inventor someday. I wouldn't be surprised. Junior takes after me. And you know me, I got a mechanical head. <laughs> and Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guest next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. The script is by Ashmead Scott, Alan Lipscott, and Reuben Schiff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. Junior is Scotty Beckett. Members of the BPLA were Jerry Hausner, Ivan Green, and Ken Harvey. And this is Ken Carpenter inviting you to rejoin us next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Ladies, dressed is back. Dressed. 
Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes. Dress that gives you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. I can tell you that's true. Why, Dreth's wonderful suds keep my colored things so bright and gay-looking I can hardly believe my eyes. My stockings, rayons, woolens, all stay beautiful as a dream. And dishes, oh, say, Dreth makes dishes shine without wiping. Even glasses sparkle without touching a towel to them. Yes, Dreth's amazing suds rinse clean and clear. Leave no dulling film the way all soaps do. There's no soap fading ever. No wonder colors sparkle. No wonder dishes shine without wiping. Ladies, look for dress in the bright green package. It's still scarce, so keep asking for it. Dress, the amazing suds discovery that brings you faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any suds before in history. That's D-R-E-F-T, dress. Lesson for the life of Riley next week, brought to you by Teal. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.